Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ran. We booked it. Today, we want to talk to you about how books hit different uh, at different ages. Uh, before we get started, make sure to follow our Instagram at WeBookedIt for updates about the podcast and stuff like that. The year is coming to a close, and things are getting pretty chaotic on our end, at least. <laughs> yeah. I guess I will start. Um, with the Wandala series. I've mentioned this before. I'm still rereading it because I'm currently just not reading books. Oops. <laughs> um, but I love rereading it because rereading it, I realized each book literally takes place within a week's time. Mm-hmm. This girl has gotten more done in three weeks than I have in my entire life. Not even kidding. But... Like rereading it, also like I as a when I read it when I first read it, I did not pick up on how short the time was passing, like how fast it was going. I didn't pick up on how fast her growth is, like her like emotional growth, and like she is way mature. She's literally just barely thirteen, but she's like possibly more mature than me but I also didn't pick up on like her relationship with Rovender and like Mm -hmm. he becomes a father figure to her but like knowing Rovender's story like remembering it now like he was one of the leaders in like his village and then his um his mate and his child die so he just went around wandering the earth and so, as a, when I first read it, like, as a kid, I didn't really pick up on, like, the father-daughter relationship that had happened, or the fact that, like, well, Eva very quickly began to look up to Rovender and, like, kind of see, like, just definitely see him as, like, an authority figure that she could turn to. Um, but, like, I didn't see just how much Rovender absolutely began to see Eva as a daughter. And how much he loved her. And it made... Like, there was a... There's a chunk where, like... They're not together. And I just kept reading, like, when does she get back to Rovinder? Because they're gonna (laughs) hug. And actually, like... My favorite picture in that book is their reunion. Mm. Because it just makes me so happy. So that's, like, the biggest thing. It's just seeing their relationship i did not pick up on it at all in the first the first time i read it apparently because <laughs> like reading it now i'm like oh my gosh it's so sweet and technically um they meet Rovender's dad too so technically she meets her grandpa oh that's <laughs> i know i love it so much Speaking of meeting grandpas, um, (laughs) uh, I wanted to talk about the boxcar children. Whoop, dropped my pencil. Because we talked about this a few episodes ago, and that really reminded me that how much I loved those books, even though the first one's the best, and then after that, it's just a weird mix of 
how to survive in nature, but also solve mysteries as kids. Yeah, well, they, they really, that was a one, like, stop. <laughs> I, I like to look back, and while I haven't reread them or anything, um, I can definitely see how younger me, like, why I love that. Um, this idea of, like, being responsible for myself and now that I am responsible for myself like wow I really romanticized that um that whole living in a boxcar life (laughs) we all did yes um and it's interesting to see like all the newer books coming out that put them in the now basically set in 20 in the 2020s which is a weird thing to say but also, they, I feel like they still hold their own, at least for the kids out there. So, I'm going to talk about the Black, the Black Witch Chronicles. My goodness. It's a good day I, to speak. I've read that series twice. It's still coming out. But I read the first two books while I was re- waiting for the third book to come out. Mm-hmm. And... Once again, like, I, I realized time, the passage of time. Apparently, I'm not good at realizing that at first. Because the first time reading through the second book, there's a part where, like, the main character goes through a depressive period of about a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what kind of way of... <laughs> I was like, you can, like, calm down, like... Yes, all of these things happened, but, like, you've had time to deal with them. And then I reread it, and I'm like, shoot, all of those things things happened within, like, a month of each other, which is all of her friends and family running away from the government, an entire genocide of an entire race, her uncle dying, like, being murdered, actually, and her just being alone. And at first I was like, why are you doing this? But then, like, rereading it, I'm like, oh, never mind, she took, like, three days to just wallow, and I'm like, bro, you deserve more. Like, you can take more, you know? It's okay. Yeah, you deserve a little break. <laughs> just, like, a complete 180. I was, I was like, how did I not realize this? Mm-hmm. I was so harsh to her. It's okay, because <laughs> I, I noticed that in my own life, too. And so I have to continuously remind myself to, like, actually um, you use my brain and, like, put, like, give myself context. And I feel like um, reading books as well, it's like, and then three months pass. And, like, for us, since that happened in less than a second, we don't really feel the full weight of it unless we stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. So... I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like the second time I read books, it's just like, this is just to yeah. understand the time, what's happening. Yeah. I, while rereading it, I was also like, wait, how old are these characters in the first book? Okay, what about now? What about now? Like, I kept trying to figure it out because I'm like, their birthday's here, their birthday's here, their birthday's here. Mm. Let's figure this out. Yeah. It's also how I got a bit creeped out because, like, one character was like, in his like early 20s and like he was flirting with the main character who at the time was 17 Ooh. so like thinking about that back i was like mm, no that's a little uh <laughs> i know this isn't our world and it's like 
like girls get married younger than her normally but I was still just like I don't like it yeah I don't think I've fully understood the devastation and um just what the characters went through in that book again it's that like what am I trying to say <laughs> like if you don't really think about it and really think about the impact of what that action has on someone's life or put it in the context of your own life then you don't really understand the full weight of it so for Katniss and um her sister uh dying in the third book like I don't really know the full weight of that because I've never experienced it you know that was I get what you mean like it's hard to understand (laughs) large numbers of loss yes exactly now Jenna said it happened in like the Black Witch Chronicles like that doesn't really phase me but the two characters who had their entire family like their race like they were the last two Mm -hmm. like one of them threw themselves off a cliff Mm. shouldn't die but like (laughs) i don't get what that's like yeah to like exactly feel that i kind of like what you did with like the bosker children like you haven't reread it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna talk about iron and violet which i really want to reread now actually um because like just like having to look through it for old podcasts like i want to remember the story because i don't really remember it but I also remember really loving that book. Like, as a 12-year-old, I was reading it, and I was like, this book is saying things that I haven't, like, any other book I've read hasn't said. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. I really want to reread it, but, like, even looking at it as, like, as I've had to, looking through it, um, it's really interesting. It's, like, it really, it, like, picked themes, and it hammered them in. Yeah. But, like, a lot of other books I've read still don't touch on those. Like, of course, like, you have books which is like, oh, the main character doesn't realize her own beauty. But, like, Ironhearted Violet was different because it's, like, a 12-year-old thinking she's ugly, getting the chance to be beautiful, and then suffering for it. Mm. Instead of, like, it's, like, Instead of other characters being like, oh, no, you're beautiful, sweetie. And then, like, them being like, oh, I guess I am. Um, it's her being like, I mean, I'd rather be myself than this. Because no one knows who she is. The people she loves don't recognize her. It's also the main character releasing the main villain and having to learn. Yeah. And, yeah. I just really want to reread that book. And looking through it, I'm like, man, this book, as I said, it it goes hard on the themes that it has. Yeah, I like that. I feel like as, as you read it as well, you'll be like, whoa, okay, I actually understand the full weight of this now. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do that with so many, like, I experienced that with so many things. Um, so recently I reread Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. 
And when I first read that book back in 2017, at the beginning of my college career, um, I felt very lost. (laughs) Um, And I feel like I've progressed and I'm a little more steady within myself. And so as I reread it, it felt like the same because it was the same words and reliving the same experiences, but also it was different. I wasn't looking at it so much as a guide as I was um, just um, something to learn from, I guess. And like what the takeaways that I have now are so different from what I had when I was younger. Um, And my focus was different. And that's really like what I wanted to touch on with this episode is And when you're in different phases of your life, if something, some piece of media continues to be there for you or it (laughs) comes back into your life, like it's it's different because of the things you've gone through and the new perspective you have. And I really experienced that with this book. That's nice. I'm just not making sense today, I feel. (laughs) Well, I get it. Um, I can't go quite as deep as you, but I can move on to the last numb star, which... I talked about this book before, but I reread it over the summer when I went on vacation Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to read the book I'd actually brought. So I was like, I'll just bring this for fun. Why put off today, tomorrow, what I can do today? You're right. Um, it's a great book. Um, I loved rereading and seeing my favorite scenes again, mm-hmm. um, which were basically all the ones where uh, Asha was talking to Torwin. Because Torwin has such a different view. Like, Torwin's just like, you know what, we've done our part, we can head out now. And Ash is just like, like, we've done our part, but the problem still exists, and yeah, it's not our, like, responsibility to do that part, but, like, she feels responsible, because her father's the problem. Yeah. But I think one of the best things about rereading it is actually Asha learning the truth. Because, like, rereading it, of course I knew, like, Asha was betrayed by her father. But, like, Asha has to come to terms with that. Asha chose to believe her greatest enemy over her father, who she's believed up until then for years. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a huge turn. Like, because it gets so, like, it just shows you, like, the slow deterioration, like, not slow, but the very fast deterioration. Or, like, it was slowly building through the years from before the book starts. And then, like, as the book starts, like, it really starts to speed up in intensity. And it's just really interesting to see, like, she's around new people. Um, there are new worldviews being thrown at her. I think it's really interesting to see a main character who is outside of the main conflict. Mm. Well, like, not her main conflict, but, like, the main conflict is I guess not me it's one of the signs but like her father being overthrown 
and the slaves being freed. But like the main the main character Asha didn't know any of that was happening until like like her brother, her cousin, her brother's fiance, and the slave all were in on this and she was just like there. She's just kind of always been a pawn. Mm. And she didn't even know it. Until her brother's like, you gotta save the slave. She's like, why the heck do I have to save a slave? And then she does save the slave. Um, but I thought that was really interesting because like, like Ash is so surprised. She's like, wait, my brother planned the slave rebellion? Yeah. Like what? I just really like her learning the trip, like her, like having to completely change herself, because like she's given these gifts. It's like you have to protect protect this dragon. You're fireproof. You you have to move this and that, and it's just like everything she's doing goes against what she wants to actually do. Yeah. But if she doesn't do it, she'll get punished. <laughs> so she's like fighting against herself. So she can do what she wants to do. It's just really, I really enjoyed rereading it. So Fox and Socks was one of my favorite books as a kid. <laughs> yes. Uh, me Dr. My, Seuss. Yes. Love his stuff. And me and my sister would try to read it as fast as we could without messing up. And the entire book is a bunch of tongue twisters so <laughs> that's a challenge in and of itself but recently I got to use it uh, with a client of mine um, for some of the speech therapy that we're doing and I have never had like had someone read that book with such enthusiasm that it, it just made my heart warm but also I just, I cherish that because <laughs> that's the love of reading, getting to make the silly voices and um, use different tones and just have fun with it. And I really, really love that <laughs> getting to see this passion in this, in this person as they read this book to me so <laughs> that's so cute yeah and the thing is Aww. he's uh older than me and so reading this children's book having this older gentleman read a children's book to me was such a nice <laughs> experience so oh yeah Going along with childhood, kind of, I have the Grimm's fairy tales. We all know of Cinderella and Snow White and all that stuff. But, like, as I grew up, I eventually learned, like, that's just, like, the the versions I've seen are the Disney versions. Mm-hmm. And the real versions start to, were starting to sound, like, real interesting as I got older. Because I'm a person, I'm like, no guts, no glory. I'm, uh, like... With my, I like to describe it as, like, my friend loves horror movies for the atmosphere, but she cannot do gore. I am terrified 
of the atmosphere of a horror movie. If it's if it's a good horror movie, I'm terrified and I hate it. But I can watch a gory like horror movie, no problem. Throw guts at the screen for all I care. I'm intrigued as to how the intestines fit into your stomach. So let's go. So um learning like the original fairy tales that the Grimm brothers like gathered up were like not Disney approved. I was like, I want to read those. Mm-hmm. And years ago for my birthday, my mom got me like the original Grimm's fairy tales. Ooh. And I loved reading them. Cause not only do you have, there were like multiple versions. So like you're reading like Jack and the Beanstalk like three times in a row, but they're all kind of different. Mm. But, like, it's just so interesting. Like, the original Cinderella, like, you know, and Cinderella, like, oh, look, it, it doesn't fit on her sister's feet. And, like, the Disney version. But in the original Cinderella, first off, the prince is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought Disney prince... Much like Cinderella real life, man, right? <laughs> an idiot because he couldn't find Cinderella except for based off of her shoe size. When Cinderella's sisters try on the shoes and don't fit, the mother cuts off part of their foot. Yeah. And this prince doesn't realize blood is dripping out of the shoe until he's riding down the driveway with the girl on the back of the horse and some talking birds fly by and go, look at her shoe, there's blood in it. And he goes, (laughs) oh, back we go. Oh my gosh. It's just, there's a fairy tale called, like, the juniper tree, which is just, like, if I recall correctly, it's just, like, cannibals living underneath a juniper tree. Oh. Like, I love the Grimm's fairy tales. Like, they're, they're like, what the heck? What was this about? Like, at the end of the day, what is Cinderella about? Whether it's Disney version or Grimm's version, like, what are you trying to convey here? Because I really want to know. Was this, like, a cautionary tale? Don't be with a man who can't figure out, (laughs) who can't figure you out based on, without checking your shoe size. It can't even look to see if there's blood dripping out of the shoe because your stepsister (laughs) cut her toe off. Yeah, I don't really know what the moral is there. Either. I just love the idea that people went around telling these to each other. <laughs> yeah. Just like you ever heard the story of this, and they're just like, "Yeah, but what's your version?" It's just so interesting. Like the original um, Little Mermaid. It's not by the Grand Brothers. It's by some other person. But the original one. Like, it felt like knives were stabbing were stabbing her when she walked. Mm. And the prince fell in love with someone else, and it wasn't Ursula who disguised herself. He just fell in love with someone else. And then the sea witch is like, hey, if you kill her, you can have him. And she's like, I'd rather him be happy. Yeah. So she didn't kill him, and the sea witch turned her to sea folk. Well, dang. Just, 
like it's good stuff to read the originals mm -hmm. like disney gave you the happy ending the originals do not give you that no <laughs> now without some serious questioning cinderella got the princey in the, in the end but was it worth it was it worth it did you really want to try on that shoe after it was covered in the blood of your two stepsisters oh gross <laughs> So yeah, the Grimm's Fairy Tales. You should totally read those. If you ever get a chance, read mm -hmm. the original. Okay. You, you, you're gonna be so surprised. Oh, Everything is it. so much more gory, and I'm okay with that. So. Yeah, I knew a little bit about the old Grimm Fairy Tales. Oh, I guess I have it marked on my Goodreads. I want to read it eventually. <laughs> um, like, I did know that about Cinderella, and I'm sure there are tons of other ones that are just like that. And I think that's why I enjoy, like, Marissa Meyer's books so much, because that's kind of what she does. She takes, like, the old, old stories and reworks them. And they're not quite But as, not like Disney. Yes. They're not quite as kid-friendly. <laughs> they're like an in-between. Yeah. Like a... You're not ready for the full-on Grimm's, but you don't want Disney anymore. Marissa Meyer. Exactly. <laughs> Her new book came out. I noticed you posted about that. Yeah. I wanted to buy it so bad. <laughs> Did you not? No. I was I was debating between the new book and the trilogy. Oh, I said you should uh, get the, the trilogy. Did you get the trilogy? No, I should though. You didn't get either. No. Timing didn't work out. <laughs> but it's it's fine. Anyways. I think that is all we have for today. Yeah. So Thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember, check out our Instagram. Go ahead and leave a comment under this episode saying a book that you've reread when yeah. you were, I don't know, anytime really, what you noticed. As for now, as for now we, we got, got a book, book yet. yet.